0: Welcome to Unity of Tucson. So good morning, everyone. What a delight to see you all here this morning. So the theme this week month is Renew. And when I heard the theme Renew, You know what came to my mind? I don't know if anyone else. The things I constantly am like renewing that I don't want to renew. Those auto-renewal subscriptions, anybody else have an issue with that? I did check some of these things. Good news, I no longer have a renewal for my crochet world, which I never, ever use, ever. So I'm really proud of myself. I'm going to get my... Don't worry, you can pat yourself on the back. Got that one. Um, I do still have a subscription to an Avast security... Protection that I don't know what is protecting. Um, So that one I kind of need to work on, right? Like something's being protected and I'm paying for it. And so that's, so this is, this happens, right? We subscribe to things, we forget it, it comes up onto auto-renewal, and then it just goes forth. And this made me think about those thoughts, ideas, beliefs we hold in consciousness, which also rise up, right? We might've thought, oh, I unsubscribed to that long ago. I let that go. And then it bubbles back up and you renewed it without even knowing it. You know what I'm talking about? Those limited ideas, those thoughts that you're like, I just would rather not have any more of that. Oh, there it is again. Okay, my old friend out, you know? And that's really what I wanna talk about today because what we teach in unity is that we get to choose to renew. We have a choice when those, when those old subscriptions come up to us and those old things that we don't want to renew anymore that are in our consciousness, in our awareness. We have a choice point, and it's such a gift. Those choice points are our gifts because once we become aware of it, guess what? We can let them go and choose to renew. Choose to renew our knowledge of our divine identity and our awareness, and this is a constant practice. So my goal this morning is threefold, and we'll see how I do. There's a timer back there. I'm going to do my best to stay within time. So it's big, though. It's good. I'm glad I can see that, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm seeing it. So there, my goal today is to talk about really a little bit more what I mean, tell you why this is so important, especially within our consciousness, to make these choices. And then I hope to give you some ideas about how to do this. And that's, it's, a big, it's a big thing, but I'm going to try and give you some suggestions, all right? So what do I mean? I'm going to talk a little bit about Unity co-founder Myrtle Fillmore, because to me, she really exemplified the idea of renewal. And if you're unfamiliar with her story or if you're familiar with it, it's always a good one to share again. So um, Unity co-founder Myrtle Fillmore, when she was about 41 years old, this was about 1886, She was not well. Um, She, in her words, and I'm probably paraphrasing, she said, we were a poor and sickly lot. She was diagnosed with uh, tuberculosis, is our understanding. It was a, you know, and, and her prognosis wasn't good. She was doing everything. She was not feeling well. The family wasn't thriving. And her and her husband were searchers, and they were always looking for answers and trying to do better. So Myrtle Fillmore and her husband went to a talk, a lecture, by a man named eb weeks and in this lecture they heard the word she heard afterwards she said i heard and she renewed this thought this thought renewed her identity her understanding of her inherent worth and value her identity as divine she heard i am a child of god and i cannot inherit sickness now, this was very powerful Myrtle for Myrtle because Myrtle, all through her growing up, her conditioning that she had received, because that's where those subscriptions come from, right? The conditioning, the words, and the messages we've gotten that are, you know, below our level of awareness. We don't always know that that's there still. That conditioning that she was aware of and below her level of awareness was, you're sickly. She always heard that as a child. We're not, you don't have a strong body. You're not well. You just gotta accept this. And she chose to gently let that go. Because when Myrtle taught about letting things go, exercising what we would call denials, letting things go, she said, do it like a feather duster. And so I imagine Myrtle said, no, I'm gonna let that idea go. And instead, she chose to renew her understanding of her divine identity. I am a child of God, and I do not inherit illness. Now, a note about language. When you hear that, you might go, well, was Myrtle talking about some being in the sky? No. She was talking about God as we talk here, within ourselves, within everyone, within all things. She, she would say, you know, a God, when we talk about God, we're not talking about a being with parts like a man. Okay, so so just so you know, she's talking about what we're saying when we're talking about our inherent divine identity, and so she did this for two. So she really took this into prayer, and it was that constancy. It's a practice, right? We do it and we go back and we do it again and again and again, and she sat with this idea in prayer and she she talked to the organs in her body. It's such a beautiful idea. I'm sorry that I thought you weren't working well. I'm sorry, liver. I'm sorry, lungs. I'm sorry. I love you. You are just perfectly and divinely made. She sat with that, and within two years, she actually experienced a physical healing. And that's a great part of the story, and we won't be here. If she had not probably, well, maybe we would. I'm not sure. But that is a big part of her story. But to me, the main part of her story was when she had that moment of renewal, when she had that moment of awareness, when she had that moment of awareness saying, I am a child of God and I do not inherit illness. Because you know what? That was the point in consciousness when she was aware. And that's what we're always talking about. It always starts in consciousness. Sometimes people experience the physical healing. Sometimes people don't. But these are helpful tools. And I know that's what Myrtle went on to teach all of us. So why is this such an important thing? And I'm gonna to turn to one of my favorite ministers. She was a, she was a uh, teacher with Unity minister, um, editor, cohort of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, the, the co-founders of Unity. And this is Imelda Shanklin. And Ma- Imelda Shanklin says, your consciousness is your life. Your consciousness is your life. So that's why I say it's what the thoughts, ideas, beliefs. What are you holding up here? That's shaping your experience. The circumstances come and go in our life, but we get to choose the experiences of them based on how we think about them. Imelda Shanklin goes on further. She says, your knowledge of objects, states, or sensation is the world in which you live. You live in a small mean world if your perceptions are small and mean. So Myrtle Fillmore's perceptions were small and mean when she thought she was sickly, right? And it wasn't that anyone was trying to hurt her by telling her that. That was their understanding. But she recognized that that was a small, mean world. You live in a large, generous world, Amelda says. If your perceptions are large and generous, what is more large and generous than understanding that you are divine in expression? What is more large? What is more generous? And when we know this and we see the light and recognize the light within us, guess what? We see it in each other and we desire nothing more than to ignite that light in everyone else we meet. So this, like I said, is a helpful tool As you hear this, you might go, well, do I have a choice in what I believe, what I think? You know, that's for you to answer. I don't know. You know, Reverend Jonathan weekly always tells us, you know, you might not believe everything you hear today, but I believe you're going to hear something, believe something that you hear. It's not my, you know, so what is that? And I'm going to ask you to really challenge yourself on that. Are you willing to believe that you can choose your thoughts like Myrtle did? when she woke up, when she became aware, and we are here because of that? So how do we do this? That's what the big question is, right? So how do we do this? And I'm going to just give you a suggestion of a little tool that I use and, and, and talk about some ideas that I I'd really like you to choose. And they're really in alignment with our mission statement. So the first of all thing is I really want to encourage you, once those ideas bubble up, those ones that you want, don't want, the ones that you've subscribed to, that you thought you dealt with already, the lacking, the not good enough, the fear ideas, the doubt, whatever that is, we each kind of have our own little playlist, right? I'm sure that things are probably coming into your head as I speak. When those ideas come up, and you're aware of them in your consciousness, it's a gift. Don't, and you know, and I, and in new thoughts sometimes like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that way. Let that go. Stomp on it. No, it's a gift. It's like a weather vane. It's like a weather balloon in your consciousness telling, oh, there's something below my level of awareness that I thought I dealt with, but, oh, this is something I can work on. It's an opportunity. It's a choice point. So that's the first thing. That's something that Reverend Eric Butterworth would talk about. That's a gift. It's an opportunity. When you become aware of something in your consciousness that you would rather let go of and you want to choose to renew, Your understanding and knowledge of your inherent identity, your divine identity, that is a gift and a choice point. So that's the first thing. Be grateful. Oh, it's a weather balloon. Okay, I can get this. Okay, and the second thing is, this is something I learned from Reverend Robin Ryder. And she is a unity minister, and I learned about her through her Sacred Abundance Program. And it's something I learned, and she's talking about the power of love. And this is one of our faculties. And I want to make it clear. This is talking about the faculty of love as a faculty. And what you talked about as a faculty, one of our 12 powers, love is our harmonizing faculty. It's so what we're paying attention to in consciousness, always in consciousness, is what we are asking for more. We're harmonizing with it. So when you have one thought, it's going to lead to another thought. It's going to lead to another thought because we're harmonizing with that. It's not like we're really asking for it consciously, but we're, we're harmonizing with it. So what she suggests, and I think it's a great tool, something I use for myself, she's just ask yourself, do I want more of this? Really ask yourself, do I, when you find your thoughts trumbling down a road which you really would rather not tumble down anymore, which you would really like to remember the truth of who you are, ask yourself, do I want more of this? It's a great question to ask yourself. And there's three things that I read every morning to remind me of my divine identity. And they really correlate very strongly with the mission statement that we read every week. And we've got these wonderful teachers, and I love it. I'm so connected to it. And I heard these, and I'm not going to go down a long road about where I heard these. This is just someone's description of what they heard, the messages they heard, when they felt like they'd had an experience of heaven. And these were the three things they heard. And I'm going to share these with you, and I'm going to share how we can use some stories about looking at these messages and helping them be a choice point for us to to remember them, to remember who we truly are. So the first one is, you have nothing to fear. I read this every morning. You have nothing to fear. Again, in consciousness, okay? Okay. I'm not saying that we all need to take protection. We need to set boundaries in our life. We need to listen to wise scientific advice. We need to uh, be careful moving about the world in form, okay? And you have the divine wisdom and and always to do that. But what I'm talking about is when I say to myself always, you have nothing to fear, I'm talking about in consciousness. I don't know about any of you, but I can really go down the road of worry. I call myself a chronic worrier in, in, you know, recovery, big time. I'm a recovering chronic worrier. I really appreciated your reading today. <laughs> it was helpful to me. It was good, especially since I'm up here, right? So, um, so in consciousness, I'm not saying, I'm saying create your boundaries, do all of that. And to me, when, when I read this and when I say this in the morning to myself, you have nothing to fear. It's, this is remember who you are. Because you are a timeless being, eternal, right here, right now, always. There's nothing that, you, you're always protected in that sense. You cannot lose the essence of yourself in any type of circumstance or condition. Now, I'll give an example of a time when I used this as a choice point, when I had one of those little weather balloons that came up and taught me an idea i I I'd subscribed to. And this one, I really had thought I'd gotten over, you guys. So it w- after my mother died, I had inherited her house, and I was living in it for the first time by myself. I was sleeping at night because my dog, my beloved dog, TK, had just passed away. And I remember the very first time I'd been in this house alone, and uh, uh, I started getting, I got really scared about being in this house alone at night. And this was an old, old, old pattern. This was from when I was in my 20s, guys. It was a little while ago. And it was an old pattern, and I'm like, wow, where is this coming from? And so the next night when this happened to me, I decided, okay, I'm imagining all sorts of ideas of negative things that might happen when it was not realistic. It wasn't realistic. I lived in a very safe place. Some people do need to be careful where they live, right? But I, that was not my situation. I was creating all sorts of stories in my head about being unsafe. So what I ended up doing was, okay, that's my imagination. I have the power of imagination. I use that choice point. Okay, there's something I want to, I'm going to gently let go of this. This thought is not helping me. This belief in, in my safe, lack of safety is not true. And I'm going to choose instead to lay in bed, And I literally used my power of imagination. I loved Harry Potter books. I just pretended I was going around with my little wands all around the house in my imagination all the way around. And then I just put a protective dome over my house. I was using my power of imagination. And I did this night after night. And then, you know, it wasn't really even a week when that fell away. That was a choice point for me. I had a choice, and I, and I utilized my tools. I remembered who I was. I'm safe. I'm protected. I don't need all of these this, this old ideas. Let that go gently, and I chose. And it is kind of funny. I'm just going to tell you. I still do this technique, and when I'm driving particularly, and if I see you around, and if you see me doing this, I'm doming you. So I'm just like, dom, dom. So I'm just I'm telling you, if you see me doming You know, I'm like, oh, they need a dome. You know, I'm kind of concerned. Dome. It's a lot on the street and driving. But, you know, if you ever see, and feel free to dome anytime. I'd love to see it. Let's make it happen. So this is the first thing. So you get to choose. Choose to renew your knowledge of your divine identity, which is God in expression. Remember who you are. You have nothing to fear. And an affirmation of this, I am divine, timeless being. I am safe always. So one of the things I worry about is that I might do something wrong. And this is the second one I want to share with you. There is nothing you can do wrong. Sounds a lot like forgive everything, right? Again, in consciousness, we can do things wrong as in, in form. But in consciousness, every moment is fresh and new. You are completely and 100% fully equipped to handle anything that comes your way right here, right now, always and forever. I have, an, I have a real quick example of this. So when I was becoming an LUT, I had to drive from um, the airport to Unity Village, about a 40-mile mile drive. And I went, and I, long trip, got to the airport, got my rental car, and they like, can you drive manual, which is stick shift? I'm like, oh, yeah. And I didn't say, yes, I wanted to. So I go in there, and they give me a manual car. I'm like, oh, I can do it. I can do this. Oh, it's six, it's six gears. What? It's six gear. I have no idea. So 40 miles, I'm just driving in this car, and I just, I was thinking I was doing something wrong, you guys. I probably was. But I have to say, we did get to the village. The car did not blow up. Everything was fine. I relaxed. So then I get into the hotel, check in. I'm like, okay, I got here. I can relax. I can remember the truth of me. I can do nothing wrong. Okay, forgive all of that. I get in the car. I had to back up. That was just something else, you guys. I did, but you know what? I did remember, there's nothing I can do wrong. I remembered I'm totally, wholly equipped to handle everything. And I got at the Google and the YouTube, thank goodness. And 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 the only other trouble I ran into was getting gas on the way back. But I did get through that. And the real thing I should have done was spoke up for myself, right? And I learned something. I learned something. But forgive everything. So this is another choice point. Renew your knowledge of your divine identity. Remind yourself there is nothing you can do wrong. Forgive everything. Affirm, I am wise and have all the answers inside of me always. I am always equipped to handle any situation I encounter. And that is the truth of you. So the final thing is I just wanna say that I know this is one of those simple but not easy, right? And the final thing is, that I read every morning, is that you are loved and cherished dearly forever. Sounds a lot like love only, right? This is the truth of who you are. You are loved and cherished dearly forever. You do not have any strengths or conditions on that value and worth. We get a lot of messages telling us that there's certain things we need to change our, about ourselves in order to be acceptable, to be loved. And I'm here to tell you, None of that is true. When Myrtle Fillmore started Unity, what she started doing then was people started coming to her because they saw the changes within her. And as they started seeing the changes within her, they were like, can you help me? she's like, I can hold a mirror up for you. I can sit with you. I can help you remember who you are. I can't do it for you, but I can help you do it for yourself. Then, they start, then her husband took it to headquarters and, and went right along with her. They started silent unity. They started unity as we know it today. And it was all about friends helping friends. So I can tell you, I know sometimes it's hard. When that choice point arrives, I know sometimes we don't really know how to do it. And it's like we are willing to let it go, but we don't know how. And this is where I say you are loved and cherished dearly forever. You find a friend you call Silent Unity. You use their app. You, you contact us for prayer. You contact one of our prayer chaplains. You talk to a friend. Join one of our groups. Find someone who knows this about you. I'm here to tell you I know this about you, whether I know you or not, right here and now. It all starts right here and now, always. Right here and now. There is nothing you can do wrong. You are loved and cherished dearly forever. Right here and now. And you have nothing, absolutely nothing to fear. You are among friends. So this week, I just encourage you all to just remember when those choice points come. Just remember that it's an opportunity for you to allow, to let it go. To let that go, those ideas and thoughts and beliefs that you just don't want anymore. Gently let it go. And just remember the truth of who you are. And that is what I ask you to do. And thank you very much. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.